Today we are reading from Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 25. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. This is the word of the Lord. Um, for fun, I thought I'd choose my outfit today to match the, the passage. Uh, if you can see, I've got a whole bunch of fish on my shirt. Uh, and that's because today's passage is about Jesus calling his first disciple, a group of four fishermen. Uh, for wh- what is a disciple? Christians use that word all the time. But, but what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? Uh, here in Matthew 4, we've got two parts to that answer. For part one of the answer... Uh, actually, all you kids from Kids Church will know the answer best, so I want you guys to help me out, shout out the answer um, real soon, and any, any Kids Church teachers or parents, uh, you guys should know the answer as well, or anyone who's really good at guessing a rhyme. Uh, this is from the Kids Church vision statement. Can, can we have that up? All right, see if you can guess what that blank is right there. Um, I'm gonna, I want everyone to, sh- to say the Kids Church statement with me. Ready? And the, the statement is to grow, to know, and follow. follow. Yes, yes. I really, I, I heard the answer from the kids' church. Kids over there. Well done. It's to follow Jesus, the King, side by side. So what is a disciple? Part one, someone who follows Jesus. And part two, which we'll be looking at later, uh, is a disciple, is someone who makes followers of Jesus. That's the, that's the big idea for today. A disciple is someone who follows Jesus and makes followers of Jesus. Uh, and if you're a kid, uh, you can draw some of those pictures on your worksheets so that it helps you concentrate. Uh, and if you're a big kid, uh, I also give you the permission to draw all over your notes if you want as well, if it helps you stay concentrated. But for now, uh, let's pray. Let's pray that Jesus would speak to us through his word here in Matthew 4 today. Let's pray. Uh, Dear Lord Jesus, uh, you're calling us. Help us to hear your voice today when when you come and say, come follow me. Help us to follow you with all our lives and make people, make us people who raise up people who follow you with all their lives. We pray in your name. Amen. Um, All right, so for a a bit of context, uh, we've been going through the start of Matthew in a pretty weird order. You know, we started a month ago with Christmas at home, starting 
in the middle of Matthew chapter 4. And then after that, we went back to Matthew chapter 3 with, Jesus, with John the Baptist and Jesus' baptism and temptation in the wilderness at the start of chapter 4. Uh, we skipped over the middle of chapter 4, and, and now we're here, the end of chapter 4. Uh, and next week, we're, going, we're moving back to the very logical Matthew chapter 1 and chapter 2, but don't worry, it'll all make sense for Christmas. Um, now, if you're like me and you can't really remember Christmas at home, uh, Jesus starts his ministry and he, he begins to preach with a history-changing, monumental statement. He says, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And, and immediately, what's the first thing that he does after that? I think this is really great. He takes a walk. He goes and takes a walk by the sea. Like, there's this explosive message, and the next thing, Jesus is just walking along the sea, calling out to four fishermen, his, his first disciples. So why, why, why has Matthew done this? I think it's because he wants to, us to, to show us that, that being a disciple of Jesus, this, this very scene that we're watching take place before our eyes, is at the very core of Jesus' message and hearing Jesus' message and responding to it. So what is a disciple? Firstly, a disciple of Jesus follows Jesus. Here's the story again. Uh, Jesus goes to Peter and Andrew and he says, follow me. And immediately they leave the nets and they follow him. And then he goes to James and John and he says, follow me. And immediately they leave their father behind in the boat and they followed him. Two observations about following Jesus from this story. First of all, it's radical. Uh, for someone brought up in an Asian culture, the most important thing in your life is your family. Your father, your mother, your wife, your kids, your brother. That's where you get your meaning and purpose. And when Jesus says to the disciples, follow me, you see them leave their father behind in the boat and, and you know, you know that's radical and extreme. Maybe you've been brought up in more of a Western culture. You know, it's not that big of a deal to say goodbye to your parents. When you see Jesus say, follow me, and you see the disciples leave behind their career and the job that they enjoy, you know that's radical. Now we know from reading the rest of the Gospels that, that they did fish again and they did see their parents again. What Jesus is saying here is so extreme. He's saying whether it's your family, your friends, your career, your hobby, your plans, your dreams, I want priority over it. Following me, resembling me, serving me, knowing me must be the most important thing in your life over anything else. Uh, to help us understand, here's another example of Je where Jesus is talking to a bunch of people about following him. Listen to this. This is from Luke chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus says, 
uh, to like a pretty large crowd, he, he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. What? Hate? What? And of course you would think that because Jesus says you're not even allowed to hate your own enemies at other places. So what does he mean by hating your father and mother? Here's what he's saying. He's saying, I I want you to love me so much, love me so intensely that every other attachment in your life looks like hate by comparison. And, and so for some of you, your, your lives are going to look a little bit like some of the other disciples that we see later in the New Testament, still working your jobs, still living with your families, but because you follow Jesus so fully, so intensely, it will look like you've left behind those other things by comparison. You'll love Jesus so much that those other things will look like hate. So you follow Jesus by by honoring him in the workplace as you conduct yourself in a way that, that shows that he's your true master and not just your manager. You leave behind chasing promotion after promotion because you know that will compromise your time serving your brothers and sisters at church and your own personal relationship with God. You follow Jesus so much that your career looks like it's left behind by comparison. But, but for others of you, you'll leave behind your jobs or your families a lot more literally. You know, you'll look like Audrey from our church who stopped her full-time job as a teacher so that she could run our kids' church. You'll look like the many international students that come through our doors and, and become Christians here, even though their parents can't live with the fact that they've become Christians. Either way, that, that's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. His call is radical, isn't it? Have I done a, a good job talking you guys out of following Jesus? It, it, it's going to cost you your whole life to follow Him. You're going to have to leave everything behind. And, and I, I, I hope this gets under your skin a bit because being a follower of Jesus looks very different from just rocking up to church on a Sunday or just growing up in a Christian family. Uh, or, or paying your respects to Jesus at Christmas or Easter. Being a disciple of Jesus is, is radical, and it will cost you your whole life. But is it worth it? Let's hold that thought and move along to observation number two. Following Jesus gets his identity right. 
Uh, why do the disciples immediately leave everything to follow Jesus? It's because they've got his identity right. The disciples hear Jesus preach, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And, and they've put the pieces together in their head based on what they know about Jesus, what they've seen about Jesus, what they've heard about Jesus. And they know that Jesus is the king, the king of God's kingdom. You know, Matthew makes this contrast between the disciples and the crowds of people. The disciples follow him with their lives, but the crowds, they're not committed to him. They'll come and they'll go because they don't get his identity right. Uh, let's see from Matthew 4, verse 23. Jesus teaches, proclaims the kingdom, and heals diseases. And that leads to everyone from all of Syria, this whole big Roman region, to traveling to get their sicknesses healed and to be around Jesus. They're coming to Jesus because he's a healer. They're coming to Jesus because he's, he's famous or relevant or trending. You know, they're, they're coming to him because he's a, he's a good moral teacher. And people do the exact same thing now. People come to Jesus to get them out of bad situations. Only when their health or the health of someone close to them goes wrong. People come to Jesus because they want him to give them success. You know, parents who aren't even Christians send their, their kids to Christian schools to learn good morals. And I just want to say, if if Jesus is just those things to you, you won't follow him with your life. And you won't be a disciple unless you see him as king. Friends, don't get his identity wrong. Jesus is the king bringing about God's kingdom. Those healings and miracles he performed, that's only pointing to the fact that he is God's king. The prophecies, the baptisms, the temptation in the wilderness that we've already seen in, in Matthew have all been pointing to it. That Jesus is the true king over everything. And he deserves your allegiance. Can you see that? The disciples see it. And so they immediately leave everything they have to follow him. Um, all right. I think now is a good a time as any for me to make this personal for you. I, I want to turn the question on you and ask, do you hear Jesus' call when he says... Follow me. Throw your life in with me and live like I live. Love what I love and do what I do. Follow me. I've tried to show you how radical it is, how, how upside down your life is going to look to people around you. To leave behind the things that your culture thinks 
will give you the good life. I've tried to show you that following Jesus is not something that you can invest a little bit of your life into. It's going to shape every aspect of your life. But will you follow him nonetheless? Um, We've been really lucky to have the chance to see some real-life pictures of this happening uh, all all here last Sunday. Uh, If you were here, we got to see the baptisms of six members of our church, Kale, Jamie, uh, Christabella, Sage, Damon, uh, and Annalise. Uh, It was a great public display of their new life in Jesus. And as, as you heard them and their stories, you'd notice their radical commitment to Jesus, to trust Him with their lives and follow Him with everything they have. But I'm sure there's, there's some skeptics who would look at the, the, these six people and pity them. You know, these, these skeptics, they say, you know, look at them. They're leaving behind things to commit their lives to Jesus. How, how foolish, how silly. But then you really look at them and you hear their testimonies about the satisfaction only Jesus can bring. And you, you see the joy that their lives have to have their life wrapped up together with Jesus, united to Him. Uh, those six people that got baptized last week, as, as well as many other followers of Jesus here, see Jesus as the King of God's kingdom. And if you're someone who, who hasn't chosen to follow Jesus and his rule and reign yet, I, I want to talk now personally to you. I want to tell you, and I, I want to plead with you that Jesus is a king that you've been looking for your whole life. I, I don't know where you are with your own personal journey with God right now, but I, I, I know there's some of you who have realized that having something else as the most important thing, as, as the king over your life, just doesn't work. Or having yourself as king over your life, you realized that just doesn't work either. In the long run, you'll only find hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. You've been doing everything your own way for the past few years, and, and it isn't working. And to you, Jesus walks in. He sees the mess and he sees you. And Jesus is like, the kingdom of God's here. Stop it. Come follow me. Leave everything behind and you will find everything in me. Give up yourself and you will find your real self 
in me. Lose your life and you will have true, everlasting life in me. So will you do it? Jesus is calling to you, saying, follow me. I want to I invite you to make that decision today, if, if that's you. Will, you. will you radically commit to following Jesus with your whole life? Will you see him as king over God's kingdom? And, and will you choose to live like he lives and love like he loves and do what he does? You've got the same opportunity to respond as those four fishermen by the Sea of Galilee. And, and if you want to choose to follow Jesus right now, immediately like those four fishermen in Galilee, uh, I'm going to pray, I'm going to talk to God, uh, and I'm going to invite you to pray along with me and repeat these same words in your head. Well, let's pray together. Jesus, I hear your call when you say, follow me. Yes, King Jesus, I trust you and I, I follow you with my life. Yes, King Jesus, I follow you. Amen. Now, if you made that decision to follow Jesus today, that is such good news. There is not a single better decision that you can make in your life. And I want to celebrate that. And if you already had made that decision to follow Jesus before, and you choose to make that decision every day, can I remind you that there is nothing better in this life than following Jesus, than throwing your life in with him, living like he lived and loving like he loved and doing what he does. I, I, I hope you love following Jesus and, and it consumes your life and it becomes your biggest goal and that you think that there is nothing better that you could be doing with your life other than following Jesus. All right. Take a quick breath. Uh, we're on to part two, uh, but don't worry, it won't be too long. Um, to summarize, firstly, a disciple of Jesus follows Jesus. Uh, and secondly, what we're looking at now is that a disciple of Jesus makes followers of Jesus. Uh, Jesus makes this outstanding claim when he calls Peter and Andrew. You know, they were fishermen, but Jesus calls to them and he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Let, let's unpack what that means, to be a fisher of men. Um, in, in biblical imagery, the sea and the water is a place of chaos and death and darkness. It, it re represents a whole kingdom of darkness. And what Jesus is saying here, I will make you fishers of men, is saying, I will make you someone 
who knows how to draw people out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, transferring people out of the kingdom of death and transferring them in to the kingdom of life, taking people from the kingdom of ruled by the devil and bringing them into the kingdom of God. Doesn't that sound like the most worthwhile thing that you can be doing with your life? Now, Jesus isn't saying that all of you need to quit your jobs uh, and move to somewhere like Kazakhstan to become missionaries. But he is recasting the vision for your life. He's setting a big goal for your life to, to draw people in to follow Jesus with their lives. And, and, and that's, that's your goal. That's your job. It's not just left to the people wearing fish shirts. Um, every Christian gets to play a part in doing this. And it's a great joy to do. Uh, let's go back and think about the baptisms that happened here last Sunday. I, I, I already told you how overwhelming the joy was for the people who got baptized and were publicly proclaiming that they, they followed Jesus. But, but as we were there, there was one more group of people that I kept my eye on last Sunday. I wonder if you spotted them. There was one more group of people that I noticed were smiling from ear to ear, overflowing with joy. It's the people that have put in the time and the effort and love calling these young Christians to follow Jesus with their lives. I would look over, I, I would see the parents, like Tanya and Jansen, and I, I see the kids' church teachers as, as they see someone like Christabella follow Jesus. Now, I'm pretty sure they were almost crying. It, it's great. I, I look over and I see the people from the uni groups and, and our teens' groups uh, and the people who read the Bible one-to-one with, with people like Sage and David. And they're grinning stupidly from ear to ear. And I look somewhere else, and I, I see the people that were involved with running the life course when they see Kale get baptized. And they're absolutely over the moon, whooping and applauding like crazy. You know that there's blood, sweat, and tears poured into all of this as you, as you go as you go out to your workplaces, go out to your neighborhoods, go to your families and go to your friend groups. But this is what we're on about, isn't it? Being fishers of men. Making disciples of all nations. Having people follow Jesus the King and having their lives radically change that they trust Him with their whole lives and live like He loves, do what He does, and love like He loves. That's what Jesus is calling us to do and what Jesus is making us to be.
So will you respond? Will you hear Jesus and respond to the call as he says to you today, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Let's pray. King Jesus, uh, you are calling us to follow you. Help us to respond to that call. Help us to love following you with all our lives. And help us to call others out of the darkness into the light as you make us fishers of men. Help us to love raising up people who love following you with all their lives. We live in a city of millions of people who aren't yet following you. And as they are now, won't follow you into the kingdom of heaven. Work through us, your people, King Jesus. And through us, people would hear your life-saving, life-changing news and follow you. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.